You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us today as we approach the end of September. Tomorrow's it, right? 30th of September, 30 days, yeah, half September. Yep, uh, that'll be it. And then October 1st is with us on uh, Saturday. Great to have you with us. Nice and sunny out there as uh, we are in central Illinois here, high and dry, and uh, 69 degrees in our forecast. Got pretty chilly last night, down to around 40, and a uh, low of 42 tonight. Well, keeping an eye on the hurricane, of course, down in uh, Florida. I guess now it's a uh, tropical storm, I think is the official uh, term. May move out back over the Atlantic and then come back to the eastern uh, seaboard, or at least the South Carolina coast, from what we understand, Charleston and so forth. So we'll see. But uh, search and rescue efforts underway, they say now, in Florida, as it hit uh, right there in southwest Florida between uh, Tampa and Fort Myers. A lot of folks we know down there. A lot of us have family or friends that go down there or visit there or whatever the case may be, so hopefully everything will uh, turn out okay, but uh, right now a lot of damage they have to clean up. A lot of things to talk about today. We'll be joined here in the first hour by State Senator Chapin Rose. A couple of big headlines the last couple of days, one having to do with state retirees insurance coverage, the other having to do with this Safety Act, the lawsuit from the Vermilion County State's Attorney claiming the Safety Act is unconstitutional. So we'll talk to uh, Chapin about both of those. And if there's something else you want to bring up with our uh, state senator, you can certainly do that here in this hour. So uh, good to have you with us for that. And then the second hour as well will be an open line. Tomorrow we'll have an open line in the first hour and then flashback Friday on the last hour of the last Friday of the month. So that's what's ahead on a penny for your thoughts. Chapin Rose in the chair next at 9.08. Adam Austin, our producer, back after this. Join us following Saturday Sports Talk at 9 o'clock Illini game day on Saturday from Camp Randall Stadium, 11 o'clock kick, Illinois and Wisconsin, Big Ten football. Back on a penny for your thoughts here in this uh, first hour. We'll have State Senator Chapin Rose join us here. A couple of headlines the last couple of days to discuss with him. 
Uh, the Beef House in Covington, Indiana. If you're headed over to Indiana anytime sooner, whether you're not or you just want to go, you can certainly go to the Beef House. Exit 4, Covington, Indiana. Just inside the Indiana state line. You go there, don't you, Chapin? Oh, I thought the Beef House. The Beef House? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. The place is awesome. That is, yeah. Bob and Bonnie Wright, we always say hi to them on our way to Purdue or to Indiana or to Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament or coming back from there or just to go over there because it's a pretty drive. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, easy to get there and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Just on uh, Route 63 there, if you get uh, to, I think it's mile marker four. Inside we get the, Camille gets the rolls for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Really? Oh, it's it's amazing. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, well, that's a good thing to do. We uh, we have a rule here, if you go get the roll, if you go over there for lunch, you better bring back rolls that's right. to the office, <laughs> that's or that's right. a fireable offense. So you got to do that. So anyway, the Beef House, exit four, Covington, Indiana. How are you? Uh, good. good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just got back from Mississippi. Yep. Just got back from the. Uh, I am now as uh, I can cheer for the two most politically incorrect teams in America, the Illini and the Rebels. So. Uh, and your son's down there. Yeah. That's why you're there. Our son's a freshman. We went down uh, for the game last weekend, parents' weekend. It was a great time. Except it's ninety eight. Yeah. Ninety eight. That's not football weather. Yeah. And these these poor a lot of these kids were wearing suits. <laughs> what are you? And they doing? know how to tailgate. We know how, we got good tailgating here, obviously. But, yeah, it's uh, it's off the deal. charts. Yeah. <laughs> a, they're in a uh, you can't rate professionals. I guess is the way you <laughs> describe it. So yep. So anyway, good to good to have you here. And you have a relative down. I was mentioning all of us. I can name ten people off the top of my head that live on the west coast of Florida. Yeah, you know, I, I think everybody's thoughts and prayers are with the people of Florida. But I'd give a quick shout out to my uncle Gene, who's in uh, Sarasota area, and um, you know, I tried calling him yesterday, but obviously didn't get through. And uh, you know, just hope everybody down there is is hunkered down and just get through it, and then get the power back on as quickly as they can. Yeah, a lot of folks moved inland to try to get out of the way, but still a lot of water. So. Yeah, yeah, a lot of water. In fact, uh, uh, you just watch anybody's watched the news in the last twenty four hours. It's just amazing what that storm surge can do and mm-hmm. how destructive it is. And again, you just hope that people did the smart thing and got you know got inland or or out before. Before that came through, want to mention too. Today is my wife Leanne's birthday. Hey, today. happy birthday, Leanne! How about that? That is awesome. That's awesome. Wonderful wife and companion and friend, my best friend. So, happy birthday to Leanne! All right, uh, let me talk. First of all, I was going to talk originally about uh, state retirees insurance, which we'll get to. But there's a headline today: Vermilion County State's Attorney lawsuit claims Safety Act unconstitutional. So. Yeah, Jacqueline Lacey in Vermilion, she's she's great. I mean, she's an awesome state's attorney. I, I represent part of that county right now, and um, you know, it, she's really on the ball. Knows what she's doing. Does a good job of trying to keep um, keep the bad guys off the you know off the streets and behind bars where they belong. And you know, for her to step up like this and 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 you know take on Pritzker um, to declare this safety. Well, again, let's I. I despise the term safety act because this is the anything but safe act um you know it ought to be support the support the bad guy act um you know but she's stepping up to the plate here and taking it on and i know there's a couple other state's attorneys around the state who have filed uh similar suits um you know it's pretty amazing when you have a pretty clear uh you know uh, almost 100 counties worth of state's attorneys who've all said this is a bad idea you know, so take the Democrats and Republicans out of it. Take the JBs and Roses and Bennett's out of it. Let's just look at the men and women who are charged with keeping our streets safe. Those are our local county state's attorneys. And you've got almost 100 of them who have said, 
you know, this is a really bad idea. Um, and, and then, you know, I think they've all said, well, there are things that need to be changed. So even the even the couple recalcitrants are still on the you know this premise of, well, you got to fix it. And I guess this is my point. This bill has already been amended twice. You saw Senator Bennett filed yet another amendment mm-hmm. um, yesterday or, or the day before. Bill or something, I think. Another trailer bill. Yeah. Why did you guys vote for this in the first place? Mm-hmm. I mean, at three o'clock in the morning, when a you know as hundreds of pages is filed on fifty-eight minutes notice and begun debating it, not one person who voted for that bill knew what was in it. Not one person, because it was hundreds of pages along, and they had an hour. You you can't read it hundreds of pages in an hour. Um, you know, and then they're all like, oh, I didn't know this. Oh, uh, nobody told me that. Well, why'd you vote for it in the first place? I mean, I keep, I keep watching all these media people who keep repeating that governor Pritzker says, well, we're going to have to change some things in this before it takes effect. Well, first of all, governor it takes effect January 1st. You run out of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've also had two years. You signed this into law two years ago. And now, and now because the elections in a month, suddenly you want to change some things. Governor Pritzker, why did you sign this bill into law in the first place? Why did you knowingly put the people of Illinois in harm's way by signing this act that that I will say we're not the you know maybe a third amendment and even you know Senator Bennett Scotty my friend says well I think I might be able to get it through the Senate but I don't know about the House so he, there's no guarantee his thing even passes again. Why did you rush this through? You've had two years to quote unquote do something about it, and now suddenly, a couple weeks before the election, all the Democrats who voted for it are freaking out because the voters have realized just how bad this thing is. And you know, my hats off to Jacqueline Lacey for um, stepping up to the plate and doing the right thing here and trying to take this out in court to protect the people that she represents um, in her in her part of Illinois. Mm-hmm. So she's seeking an injunction. Is that? Or is it a, seeking what? to get it declared unconstitutional? Okay, um, you know, actually, it's 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 kind of interesting. And there, even if you read some of the more uh, what I would consider um, enthusiastic supporters of this bill's analysis, even those groups, like for example, Loyola University, did a a, a study of what might occur, and even Loyola University said, "Well, yeah, we're going to let a lot of people out of jail, but oddly, oddly." For some of the felony offenses, there'll be a perverse incentive for judges to hold people pre-trial under this bill, even though they would have normally been eligible for bond had this not passed. So all around, this thing is just a terrible idea. And, and by the way, everyone's like, oh, it doesn't take effect till July, January 1st. Well, first of all, that's not entirely true. The pre-trial detention part of it doesn't take effect until January 1st. A lot of this is already in effect. So, yeah. you know, a lot of it is already in effect. And this uh, was postponed a little bit, right? The bail, the cash bail. Like I they, said, they, yeah, yeah, they've had yeah. two years on this cash bail. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly here we are a month before the election. Oh, my gosh, we got to do something. Well, Governor, a lot of us told you at 4 o'clock in the morning this was a bad idea. Um, Senate Democrats who voted for this, myself and many of my caucus members stood up there and said this is a bad idea. But and and you and we've been saying it's a bad idea for the last two years, and then here we are, four weeks before the election, and then you guys are like, oh my gosh, we got to do something. The voters are mad. Well, mm-hmm. the voters should be mad. This is an idiotic idea. Hmm. You remember that morning pretty well. 
Well, <laughs> it's a very long day. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Lame duck uh, session, right? It was a lame duck session. Yeah. Um, you know, we were all there, and then it, you know, little whatever it was three a.m. They they uh, uh, finally filed a, you know, they, see they filed the amendment a little after two. You started debating at three, and then it was voted on by you know four four thirty something like that. Um, all I know is I got home at six a.m. that morning. Hmm. You know, six six thirty something hmm. like that. Now, they have said, I think, the folks that sponsored the bill uh, said, hey, we did hearings on this. We did all kinds of – what kind of – what did that look like? Was that, yeah. What, was so, there a difference it, between a hearing and a public discussion or what? I don't, there, I don't There's know. a huge difference. Yeah. And because you can have hearings till you're blue in the face about all kinds of things, but until the actual written language shows up, there was no hearing on the written language. There was no hearing on what that bill did or didn't do. So you can slip in all kinds of things on a one-hour posting notice that no one ever discussed. And frankly, you'd never know about it because you can't read hundreds of pages of stuff in a one-hour posting notice. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, I, I privately, a lot of the suburban Senate Democrats were furious because they were told that these things weren't in there. You know, read the bill. Mm-hmm. Read the bill. Oh wait, you can't. You only had an hour. You know. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know. Look, I will also tell you that I don't need a hearing to see stupid, right? Um, New York went down this path. Cook County in Illinois went down this path a few years ago. San Francisco went down this path. At every turn, crime went up. Okay, I don't need uh, a Philadelphia lawyer. I don't need a U of I PhD. I don't need some academic study to tell me this isn't going to end well. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody listening to this with an eighth grade education can know that this was a bad idea on the front end, except apparently the you know supermajority Democrats that you know voted for it and the governor who signed it who run around telling us how great it is, and then a week, the month before the election, they're like, oh, wait, we got to go change it. Oh, my gosh, we got to go change it. Yeah. Well, guys, you knew what this was. You intended what it is. Here's something that people don't even know. Under the current system, I used to be a prosecutor in this county. When you go make bail, or when you go make a bail argument as a prosecutor and as a defense attorney, it's an oral argument before the court. Right. So you might have 20, 25 people get arrested in Champaign County the night, you know, last night. This morning, the state's attorneys are busily researching those arrests. You know, who are these people? What are they? What you know? What's the police report say for this current allegation? But then, what's their history? How many failures to appear do they have? How many prior convictions? And you stand up and you say, Judge Barnhart, you know, this defendant has three failures to appear and was previously convicted of X, Y, and Z. Okay. We would recommend a $5,000 bond. Okay. Then the defense attorney is going to stand up and say, Judge Barnhart, uh, all those convictions were 20 years ago. Um, they've been gainfully employed since then. This is driving on suspended license. Um, they've got a family with kids and whoever that person was 20 years ago, that's not who this person is today. They didn't know their license has been suspended. Please do a reconnaissance bond. And then the judge is going to make that decision. Okay. This new law requires the state's attorneys to take what I just said in 10, 20 seconds and type it up in a written motion before the court for every person you want to have detained. Then the judge has to read that written motion, okay? Mm. So part of what this was designed to do was simply overwhelm the existing court system 
in bond court take what was an hour and a half to two hour experience and turn it into an eight to ten hour experience okay hmm. because you can't write up i've got to write up all the probable cause for the allegation i got to write up every failure to appear I got to write up every here's on this date at this time they failed to appear in this case. I mean, how much time does it take to do that? So what's going to happen instead of just saying that to the court, right? Having that minute, two minute conversation with the court, then the defense does the same thing for their client, and then the judge makes Besides, the decision. Yeah. Now we got to spend time we don't have, manpower that we don't have, typing up all this stuff, and then the judge is supposed to sit there and read pages of stuff and what the practical outcome will be is of the 22 25 arrests last night we'll probably only have time to charge 10 12 15 or we got to go hire more people more attorneys to go charge these things and for smaller counties douglas and edgar and some of the areas our pyatt areas ford they can't hire anybody they don't have the money to hire anybody hmm. this is designed to overwhelm the system you know, and um, and is going to do it. It's just going to do it. Hmm. State Senator Chapin Rose, our guest here in this uh, first hour, talking about, among other things, the uh, lawsuit claiming the Safety Act unconstitutional by the Vermilion County State's Attorney. We'll talk uh, state retirees insurance coverage as well. Anything else you've got along the way here with State Senator Chapin Rose? Nine twenty-five. Better get a break in. Back in a moment. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. We're on the road for a big matchup with Wisconsin this Saturday. Catch all the game day coverage starting two hours before kickoff right here on DWS. All right, 9:27 at uh, DWS on a penny for your thoughts. Talking Safety Act, and we'll get into the insurance here as well, here in our next uh, segment. You wanted to say something real quick about the police chief? Yeah, you know, actually, I want to take a moment to just thank all of our men and women in blue um, for going out there every day. I will tell you that I'm enormously excited. I, I got a chance to meet the new Champaign police chief last week. He is a locked-on, solid human being. Uh, great person, had a, and I think he's going to do great things for this community. And, and I want to take a moment because... <clears throat> You know, once again, express my support for what these folks are doing every day. But you know, the fact that our new chief is starting to enforce things like traffic—that's what needs to happen. Um, he told me they've already taken, you know, dozens of weapons. You know, just by enforcing traffic. You know, guns off the streets by enforcing traffic. You know, and, and unfortunately, for years, you know, in this count in this town, that didn't happen. And you know, so I think he's going to do good things. It is going to take time, and and. Um, you know, I know, I know, we didn't dig this hole overnight, but I just want to take this moment to say thanks to him, welcome him, but thanks to his officers uh, and, and all of our men and women, all the departments. They're just great people. All right, we'll come back to some other topics here, but the other one you're getting, I know, a lot of calls on as the state senator is the Etna and Carl discussion. So, kind of explain what what all this means. What what's happening right. when it? So so every the state retiree health insurance contract is up and that's you know not just university employees or universe or state of illinois employees but the teachers retirement uh system as well 
if they're in Medicare. Okay? okay, so if you're not Medicare eligible, this really doesn't apply to you. But if you're in Medicare, then the state of Illinois has, this, you know, just like anybody has Plan B, right? So you have Part mm-hmm. A, Part B. So this is the Part B portion of, of Medicare. Again, for retired teachers, uh, university employees, et cetera. Um, the governor, Pritzker, as chief executive officer, has the sole authority to enter into contracts for anything roads, bridges, retiree health insurance, okay? Mm-hmm. He has that unilateral authority under the state constitution. So he went out to bid. So the old contract was expiring, which was with United, and he went out to bid for a new contract. He had two bidders. One was United and one was Aetna, and he awarded the contract to Aetna, okay? Again, completely his authority under the state constitution, He's the chief executive. He's in charge of contracting. So I'm told, however, that there was no actual savings to the taxpayers as between the two contracts. Now, I haven't independently verified that, but I've I've had staff and others make those comments to me. So as between the two bidders, United and and United is the current provider, he picked Aetna. So everyone's going to, on United, will lose their current Part B Medicare provider, and this is what's known as TRAIL. This is the TRAIL Advantage program for Medicare Part B. And they're going to go to Aetna. Well, Aetna, you know, around the state and around the country has a network. However, in this area, CARL is not in their network. Mm-hmm. So if you are currently a, a state retiree, retired teacher in Medicaid, uh, excuse me, Medicare TRAIL Advantage program, right now you will not be able to go to CARL uh, in network. Um, now, let me say this. It is absolutely a possibility that between now and January 1st, when this takes effect, that Carl and Aetna may work out a contract where Carl would come into their network. All right? Um, but when this was awarded by Governor Pritzker, that didn't exist. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Carl issued a press release you know, yesterday or the day before the News Gazette stating that, you know, they're, that they will – you know, look at Aetna, uh, but that they're not just going to take these people without a contract from Aetna. From Aetna, yeah. Um, like mm-hmm. they were with United. Mm-hmm. And and so what this has done is it's left, um, you know, <laughs> tens of thousands of people in, mm-hmm. in East Central Illinois uh, confused, scared, upset, mad, angry, uh, rightfully so. And and the governor and let me just read this and I don't want to get up on a break here but this is no you're good this is what the governor sent out and I want people to listen to this sentence and how it's crafted retirees will be this is about his his choice of Aetna retirees will be able to use any doctor hospital or specialist in or out of the Aetna Medicare Advantage network without paying more for out of network services if the provider accepts the plan and has not opted out of Medicare. Well, if and end, that's the whole thing, buddy. I mean, <laughs> Governor Pritzker, yeah. your sentence here telling people, oh, don't worry about it. This is going to be fine if they'll take it and they won't charge you more for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane. So, and as a con- and, and we now know that, in fact, in this, as of today, Carl won't do that. Mm-hmm. So he's left these poor folks in limbo. Um, I have am researching the whole notion of network adequacy 
because the federal law would tell the state of Illinois that we have to provide retirees an adequate network. That what Edna's answer to that, according to the News Gazette, was, well, you have Christie and OSF. Mm-hmm. Who are in network. Who are in network. Right. Except that Christie docs wanting to do a surgery at Carl, Carl's not in network. And that's a big exception. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, you know, this is part and parcel of last fall when Carl left uh, Aetna's HMO plan. So we're done. We're not going to do this anymore. They left all my constituents in this bind where they were receiving services, you know, like a Christie, you got to have cancer surgery and Christie isn't at OSF. They're at Carl, but now Carl's not in network. So where, how do, where do you get your surgery? Do you go to Bloomington? Do you go to Indianapolis? Do you go to Chicago? You know, but you can't go here. And um, I will say this for Aetna. They have stepped up in those cases where people have called my office and said, hey, I'm this bind. I've got a medical, you know, uh, serious ongoing medical crisis. And they've stepped up and found a way to continue to keep those, keep those people covered. But this is different. This will be the entire population pool. There is no HMO offering, which, by the way, Brian, from the taxpayer's perspective, HMOs are the cheapest way to go. So why is the governor not offering an HMO option to retirees at all? He's only offering this PPO. And did he really do any investigation of how adequate the network is? Because just like last fall when Carl dropped out of Edna's HMO and I called CMS, Pritzker administration CMS, and said, hey, this is a problem. I said, no, it's not. What well, is a problem? So no, they're covered. It's <laughs> and it was just this circular argument. And every time I said, but they're not. They called Edna, Edna, CMS says you're covered. They're not. Even Edna admitted they weren't covered. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've notified the committee chairs of the state government committees in the House and the Senate, but they're not scheduled to be in session until mid-October. Um, the COGFA, the Commission of Government Forecasting Accountability, isn't scheduled to be in, uh, in session. They don't even have a date set yet. And, as, and, it, and at the end of the day, Governor Pritzker drops this contract with United, gives it to Aetna, throws everyone into chaos, and their answer is pretty much, if and, if your doctor will take it, you'll be fine. Well, it is it is entirely possible that sometime between now and January 1st, Carl and Aetna will get a, will get a contract. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully it, they will. Yeah. But. I will say that, you know, 10 years ago, um, you know, that was sort of the deal. Open enrollment had already opened and United, you know, Carl had agreed to take United. But eventually they got there. So, um what are these folks supposed to do in the meantime other than just wait? And I, and I guess that's it. I would tell them, A, you know, let's see what Carl and Aetna can work out. Mm-hmm. But B, call the governor in the meantime and tell him how unhappy you are. I mean, this is his decision. He has sole authority to enter into contracts. He made this decision uh, apparently without having any rational, you know, I don't know what the reason was. He hasn't mm-hmm. said. But um, – hmm. Yeah, Dennis Hesch, who's Carl's executive vice president, chief financial strategy officer, said due to the historical challenges in dealing with Aetna, Carl is not committing to see those Aetna Medicare Advantage PPO members without a contract. If Aetna offers a contract Carl feels is fair and protects Carl's interest, Carl will treat those members. Um, so that's what they came out with and said. And so, I mean, there's it's kind of a, you've got the state or the governor deciding what he's going to do, and then you've got previous dealings, I guess, before 
um, Carl and, and Edna have worked together even when they haven't had a contract. Yeah, I think I read. Carl and Edna have uh, have contracts, private contracts as well. But again, you know, I I, I think that Ka- Carl's point is they're not just going to provide a service without having a contract that says they're going to get paid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, said, no, it said in the past Carl has provided care for state retirees in the United Healthcare Plan without having a contract with that insurer. Um, before so yeah, and and they're they're now staying. They're not going to do the same thing for Aetna, right? But yeah. I, I will say this. Um, what bothers me is when you have a CMS agency that is supposed to make sure that the network is adequate and doesn't appear to care on the front end if that's adequate. Now, or you, what you could do is say, hey, we're going to set this contract with enough lead time that you're going to be able to build out your network well in advance of open enrollment. Well, open enrollment is is going to be starting here Pretty soon, in right? a month. Yeah, And, you know, so if the plan is to build out the network, you're not leaving a whole lot of lead time here to do it. And, um, you know, they could have done this six months ago, given the party six months to negotiate a deal, and then everyone would have known before they were scared out of their minds, you know, that everything was okay. And, and, and I do, part of me does believe that this will all get settled between here and January 1st. Hmm. But the other thing I want to say, and I think this is critically important, I've had people suggest that they're just going to say, screw it, the state of Illinois doesn't want me anymore. Um, this is not worth the headache. I'm just going to go buy my own plan B. Okay. Before you do that, we should make sure, and we've asked this question of the Pritzker administration, and they haven't answered it. We should make sure that you could have come back in and you're not permanently opting out of the state plan. Now, uh, I've talked to the State University Annuitants Association, who's told me that they should be able to come back in, but I want to see it in writing from the governor's office um, that, that in fact, if you leave just for a year even and say, you know what, this is too much of a headache, I'm going to go pick up another Part B, you know, there's 20 of them on your TV every day, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to go pick up a different Part B. Um, I would make darn sure before you do that, because you can only be eligible, you can only be in one at a time. Right. I would make sure that you have not opted out of the state plan permanently by doing that. And we've asked that question. People called us and asked us that question, and we've forwarded it on, forwarded it on to Pritzker, and so far they haven't responded. Yeah. So I guess the best advice for, like my parents have been on United Care and so forth. Best advice to, right now yeah. is I'd I'd give this a month and see what happens. Okay. You know, I really would. I mean, it, you know, it's there is a there is some chance that Carl and Etna will figure it out, and it doesn't take effect till January first. Um, but you know, let's let's give this some time. But you know, it, it doesn't mean that. I mean, Brian, the problem here is these people are scared. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and you know, yeah. and this didn't need to happen to them, particularly at this stage of life. I mean, you know, your parents, I, my parents are past now, but um, you know, I talked to some folks in Muhammad that. Their parents are in their 90s. They're in cancer treatment right now. And the question is, okay, what, what comes January 1st? And no answer is literally ripping them apart. You know, well, mm-hmm. hold on a month. I hate that answer. Yeah. I just hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, state Senator Chapin Rose is with us. A, email, a texter says, Pritzker has thrown state retirees under the bus. United has been a superior insurer. This is so worrisome to us, which sounds like what you're hearing from your constituents. Uh, this health benefit was earned over many years of Illinois state service. Retirement benefits are part of why former employees took positions with the state in the first place. 
While not perfect, the former practice of offering choice of two insurance opinions or options in each area allowed retirees to choose which plan best suited their needs and would pay their chosen health care provider. Access to quality medical care in their immediate area of residence is very important to aging retirees. Long travel to medical care is unacceptable. The Aetna-only decision by CMS leaves retirees with no choice as to insurers, and many area retirees have long-standing relationships with Carl Health Providers. Uh, current information cites that based on past experience, Carl is declining to offer services to those insured by Aetna unless there's a contract, is what we've talked about. Uh, CMS, uh, CMS says, don't worry, Carl patients will be covered as in-network in Aetna, just as they were by United Healthcare. However, apparently Carl found United to be trustworthy and not so much for Aetna. What bureaucrat approves such a plan adversely affecting so many retired state employees? And you're saying the governor is the... Yeah. Is that right? I mean, that's Governor Pritzker. Yeah. Uh, what incentives did Aetna offer to entice the bureaucrat into making this decision? And specifically, which individuals are responsible for that decision? So anyway, so, that's from uh, Der- uh, Derek, it looks like. So. so the State Central Management Services, which is an agency of the governor, um, is, you know, issuing this issued this RFP request for proposal and ultimately the contract. You know, but but things of this nature. I mean, this is a big ticket item for the state. I mean, retiree health care is not cheap. Oh yeah. So things like that all run through the you know at the end of the day through the governor's office. But you know, it is it's baffling to me the way you solve this to keep everybody from being put in this sort of scared box is start the process earlier, build into the system an opportunity. For the for whoever the winner is, the eventual winner, to build out a network in enough time that you can then turn around and say, okay, open enrollment, here's your network. And these people are in and these people are out, right? But to come up on it and say, okay, now you guys go run over there and see if you can do a deal in time, in time. That's just not how you treat people. Hmm. You know, it's just not how you treat people, and, it, and it's needlessly scaring people. And, you know, I, I had somebody mad at, you know, call my office. They're like, well, the legislature needs to pass a bill. Well, first of all, the legislature is not in session, okay? I'm in the super minority, and we're not going to be back until, you know, after the election's over. So you'd have to have the governor and the Senate president, who's a Democrat, and the House speaker, who's a Democrat, call a special session, all right? Secondarily, even if they did, we couldn't do that because the governor is the chief executive, he has this authority as chief executive to do all contracting. If the General Assembly overturned a contract, it would violate the state constitution in, in, in any number of ways. First of all, it would be special legislation. Secondarily, it would violate the contracts clause, and we get sued by Aetna, and we would lose because the General Assembly doesn't have the authority to overturn a contract mm. issued by Governor yeah. Pritzker. So... It, it is it is cliche. It is. I admit that on the front end. But I would absolutely call the governor's office and tell him what you think. Because he and he alone has the authority to amend a contract, engage in a contract, terminate a contract, et cetera. Um and and um you know, and that's what that's where this came from is CMS. Um I will tell you that I don't expect him to do anything, 
I think he thinks that there is a. I think he thinks there's a high likelihood that Carl and Etna will just do a deal at some point in time between now and January. And then 1st. OSF is available if you you know. And I and I will and as I've said several times now, I think that is a possible outcome. I don't think it's as likely as it was ten years ago with United. I think the entire healthcare marketplace has changed um, due to Obamacare. But um, you know, I think that is absolutely a possible outcome. The problem is a possible outcome isn't the certainty that the folks listening to this show need. And all of this could have been avoided by just better administrative management by the governor and how he issued this contract on the front end. The pain and concern and worry that these folks are going through just didn't need to happen. Uh, does Chafin have phone numbers for JB as well as his phone number in both Bennett's? Also, my understanding is if you leave the state insurance, you can't come back into the system. One choice is one choose is no choose. Or choice. Um, I don't know what just to be clear, I spoke to the State University Annuitants Association person last night, and she she told me that you could come back in if you left Medicare Advantage Trail. You know, you could come back in later. That was what she told me verbally. I have asked the governor's office to confirm that in writing, and I have yet to receive that response. And what I would tell people in the meantime is do not do that. Yeah. we got time. There's, you don't have to make a decision today. Do not do that until we get that in writing from the governor's office that you could come back in at a later date. All right, 946, quick break, and then we'll get to some phone calls here, as many as I can. Uh, we're running against the clock here. Back in a moment here with State Senator Chapin Rose. It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. All right, back on a penny for your thoughts, State Senator Chapin Rose. All right, a couple of texts here. Hi, Brian. You might ask Chapin if Julia Reitz has signed on to oppose the Safety Act. She voiced disagreement with it on your show. She should put her money where her mouth is if she's sincere in her disagreement. She has had a lot of concerns about it. Julia. Has. Yeah, she she had extreme concerns when it originally passed. She has not, to my knowledge, filed a suit like Vermilion County State's Attorneys has. Uh, has. Um, I know that there are several other state's attorneys in the state who have also filed suit. I would probably see that filing some sort of consolidated action at some point, but you'd have to ask Julia if she's going to join or not. Mm-hmm. That's that's her decision. But I know she has been one of the hundred that has said this has got real problems. Yeah, 951. Scott's up. Hi, Scott. Uh, good morning, you guys. Uh, I can't hear him. Oh. Chapin, I'd like to have your opinion on, on um, Go ahead. what this Democratic Party is is trying to do to the citizens of this state and this country. Everything they're doing is is so anti-law enforcement. Uh, 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 excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm so mad about listening to all this. But what is the Democratic Party trying to establish here? They're trying to tear down basic law enforcement. Uh, they don't care about their senior citizens and the health care of the, thing the state was promised them. Are, are these people knowingly criminals just trying to destroy everything for a, a, fin- a financial uh, benefit or or what's your opinion because it's 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 in the it's in the administration it's in the governorship and it's in our local uh, cities such as Champaign mm-hmm. uh, Carol Ammons won't answer questions uh, uh, Aaron Ammons just came on and said how 
uh, he's the only one that cares about this country, and you know he didn't do everything right to, uh, uh, when he left prison. He didn't fulfill any of his responsibilities, and his, wa- his wife used her power to get him out and used her power so she wouldn't be prosecuted. These are all criminals from the top down. All what right. is the purpose of them? All right. Thank you, Scott. We'll be as well, succinct as possible I, here. They <laughs> keep getting elected. But, um, look, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's so much going on in that question. But let me address a few things. First of all, I believe that the Safety Act had a lot of well-intentioned people who thought it was going to, quote-unquote, do good, whatever that means in their minds, right? Mm-hmm. But what it was really intended to do by the people who actually knew what they were doing, the people who actually were writing it, was frankly to overwhelm the entire system and take it down. Okay, just like the whole idiotic notion of having to write down and print, you know, what you could say verbally in 20 seconds, you know, is designed to make sure that you can't have a bond hearing at all. I mean, if you if you take an hour and a half process and turn it into a 10 hour process, there's just people going to walk free. Okay, because you can't do it. You just simply can't do it. Um, But I'll tell you just some other things. It just how how the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Trespass. Well, we didn't want people getting, you know, protesters being arrested who are just protesting outside of buildings, blah, blah, blah. All right. So you get rid of misdemeanor trespass. And now their answer is, well, yeah, you can't be arrested for misdemeanor trespass anymore, but you can be arrested for other things like residential burglary, like fighting once the once it once it accelerates beyond a trespass into a fisticuffs. Okay. Why would you ever get to that? The whole point of misdemeanor trespass was to de-escalate it before it got worse. So why would you wait for someone to burglar your house? Why would you wait for someone to break and enter to make the arrest? Why would you take two guys standing on private property, one who owns it and one who doesn't, one saying, get off my property, the other saying, I'm not going anywhere. Why would you not let the police officer remove that one before the first punch is thrown? That's craziness. And um, I, I want to say this, too, by the way, this you know road to hell is paved with good intentions thing. Everywhere in the, the Pritzker administration, things just don't work, okay? So retiree health insurance is a complete chaos. Uh, unemployment insurance during COVID. If you, if you were actually out of work, good luck getting a check, right? Good luck getting the check that you paid for, your employer paid through, through unemployment insurance. But the rest of us who weren't unemployed all got notices that someone had filed in our name and the state of Illinois was built for billions of dollars, which means you as taxpayers were built for billions of dollars. FOID cards. You can't get a FOID card unless you're the guy that's going to go shoot up you know, a parade. I mean, that guy was not entitled to a FOID card and the Pritzker administration gave him a FOID card. Okay? And what did he do with it? We know what he did with it. It is so collapsing around us and yet i watch his tv commercials and his tv commercials like look at this everything's fine all is well you know it's like uh animal house at the end of the movie you know remain calm all is well so here's the deal um here is governor prisker's phone number and for those of you who are mad about retiree health insurance you can get a twofer you can call and tell them about this and you can also tell them your opinion on the safety act 217-782-0244 217-782-0244. That's the governor's office. 217-782-0244. But look, these people are elected. If we want more of this, 
everyone listening to this can make that decision in, in November. If we want less of this, everyone can make that decision in November. But what I know is none of this works if people don't actually show up to vote. Hmm. Policy trails elections, right? People get elected and then they enact policy. If you want policy to change, you have to change the people making the policy. Hmm. Uh, so let's see here. Since uh, Let me go back up to the top here. Uh, let me do this instead. We've got a couple minutes left. Uh, Jack. How you doing, Jack? Uh, hey. Go ahead, I've Jack. Got a question of, I've got a question about the uh, health care thing. Mm-hmm. It seems to me what's missing here is why Carl is unhappy with dealing with Aetna. I mean, we're not being told what is the problem. Do they not pay their bills on time? Or do they not pay enough for the services Carl renders? Just what is the problem between Carl and Aetna Insurance that apparently doesn't exist between Carl and United Healthcare. Hmm. Okay. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. So that's Good an question. excellent point, and I'm not yeah. going to speculate what Carl's beef may or may not be, mainly because I just don't know. But I, you know, I'm told that Carl had, does accept other Aetna products with a contract. Um, I, I've not been told that by Carl, but I've been told that by the State University of New Orleans Association. Um, but in the case of Aetna HMO last fall when Carl discontinued and now this Aetna PPO, uh, again, get back to just general dysfunction right there. The governor's only offering the PPO. Why are we only offering one choice? You know, that doesn't make any sense. And why are we offering the choice that's more expensive to the taxpayers? Again, doesn't make sense, but whatever. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, it, I think the issue is in a contract – you have appeal processes that are governed by known timelines and, and, and metrics. You have the ability to get paid and enforce a contract, you know, versus just trust me, we'll pay you on time. Or trust me, you know, we won't deny 80% of our claims without an appeal process. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why Carl wants a contract, but you'd have to ask them. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah. that's just pure speculation. Yeah, that's between them and Aetna, I guess, which is why they have the, it's, a, the discussion it's an excellent right now, question, so, yeah. but, but I don't think it's unfair to, that Carl would come forward and say, we want in writing what the deal is. I mean, every business in America wants in writing what the deal is. Hmm. Hey, Chapin, thanks again. I'm out of time here. Hey, leave, leave uh, them wanting more. But, uh, go Illini, go Rebels, and call the governor, 217-782-0244. Okay. I'll get that number from you, and I'll write it down in case Sounds people good. didn't get their pens quick enough. All right, sir. Well, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, I'm sorry we're out of time. I know you got other stuff you got to do. So I think I might sneak up to Wisconsin do you? Saturday. Yeah? I'm pretty excited. Yeah, Camp it's Randall. been 20 years since I've been there. It's a pretty cool place. Yeah, I heard I heard Ed talking about it this morning and all the problems <laughs> he has getting his equipment in and out. And yeah, the booth is still uh, <laughs> pretty tight. Yeah, it's a small place, but it works. All right, thank you, sir. State Senator Chapin Rose, and uh, he'll be with us again, I'm sure, in the future. So thank you for all the calls, emails, and texts. we got the news coming up from CBS here at 10 o'clock. More on the hurricane damage in Florida. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, 10 o'clock. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. 
or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357, or send an email to talk at wdws.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, on a penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS, hour number two, 10 after 10. And appreciate State Senator Chapin Rose coming by. And uh, he I'll give you that number for the governor's office if you'd like that uh, in regards to either uh, Safety Act or the insurance uh, issue. And also um, see if I can get the number for Chapin's office if you have any questions uh, for his office along the way because I know he helps a lot of constituents with questions like this. And I, I just apologize up front uh, that I just couldn't get to everybody's question. Uh, even um, I cut out the news and I cut out a break, and I still ran out of time. So <laughs> so I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, there were a couple of questions that I just uh, couldn't get to uh, in the time allotted, and he had some other things he needed to do this morning. So uh, he was gracious enough to give us the hour. So um, some of these, I guess, you could either contact his office uh, directly or um, you know, maybe look for some answers elsewhere. But uh, we just got our $400 vote for JB check from the state. $100 was listed as income tax rebate, $300 for property tax rebate. We're both 72 retired, don't pay any Illinois income tax. Was that rebate legal? Uh, it's a very good question. Uh, all bills are hundreds and thousands of pages long, a listener says, so it doesn't matter that they had to vote on it quickly. Republicans do the same thing, especially the ones changing voter laws. The Dems voted it in because the party said to, just like the Republicans. The question is why, a listener says. Uh, hey, Brian, Chapin just said it, designed to overwhelm the system. He was going through what happens at a bond hearing, uh, Chapin was. He's one of a handful of brave souls in Illinois government with the courage to state this truth. Now, Chapin, who's funding this strategy? So, appreciate that comment. Uh, also, can you have Chapin explain how the workers' rights amendment is actually a power grab by the unions and has nothing to do with workers' rights? We didn't get a chance to get into that. Um, he did tell me off-air, explained a little bit, and maybe you can do some research, too, in regards to um, a lot of the things he tells me that's in the amendment that is being voted on uh, is already a federally protected right in the first place uh, is what he tells me. But um, I don't pretend to understand all the intricacies of that. All right, uh, 217-356-9397-1013. Mark is with us. Go ahead, sir. Uh, good morning. Just I want to thank uh, Senator Rose for finding the time to appear on the show. And I really uh, – I'm beating this horse to death, but why don't we get somebody from the other side who's in favor of the uh, uh, Safety Act to come on and speak, specifically uh, Senator Bennett. If the House or the Senate's out of session, that he apparently has got time to come in. If Chamber well, Rose has got time to come in, then he's got time to come in. Well, he's on so a week. Really well, him. hold on. He's on a week from the day. Oh, good. So. I'll make sure I listen. Okay. Because it's been about time this uh, safety act was enacted several months ago, and we've heard absolutely nothing from him. And maybe he can discuss how the retirees, those poor souls that don't have a dime to uh, spend, are now going to lose our health care due to the governor's office. Yep, that's so, uh, two. Yeah, you. we'll hit those two. We'll we'll hit those two topics with him. So yeah. So go ahead. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Oh, that's it. Okay. Uh, that was easy. 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Somebody said, uh, let's see here. I'm sure Mr. Rose is aware that the safety bill was sponsored by Carol Ammons. Um, I assume she was on that list with several others who sponsored it. Let's see here. Again, the uh, somebody asked for the uh, governor's office phone number, and uh, Chapin did give me that. It is 217-782-0244. Two one seven seven eight two zero two four four. If you want to reach the governor's office, now whether you speak to the governor is another matter, but you can reach reach his office on that. All right, back to the phones again. Herb jumps in here with us. Hi, Herb. Hi, Brian. How hey. you doing? Good, sir. Well, just uh, I'm going to give you a quick compliment. I've been listening to you on the radio, and uh, I love love your commentary on the football game. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I think you might be underrated. I think you should be on the TV. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 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 about Chapin Rose, okay? Uh, I, I'm a long time. I've lived in Illinois my whole life. I'm 81 years old. I'm kind of used to what goes on in this state, you know. Most of the time I've been in Champaign County. Uh, the total disregard for the people in the last, well, the, the federal government and this administration, and Pritzker both, it just kind of fascinates me a little bit. I, uh, as far as the bail, I don't understand who that's going to, that, that can be a thing to get voters, <laughs> would it, to get votes? Uh, anyway, well, I'm not. Yeah, go no, ahead. no. I was going to say. Well, it was you know passed at the end of a lame duck session. Uh, there was um, in I think January of whatever it was 21, and you just come through the year with the George Floyd protests and all that happened with that, and so there was a lot of movement um, on different type of reforms in the legal system, and that was one of them. And, well, I don't understand wanting to do why what they want overloaded. But it's not too hard to figure out why the it's so hard to get policemen, and I also don't understand why it doesn't uh, pre or you know why they don't say violent offenders still have to have put up bail. Mm-hmm. So, but the you know the the whole disregard for the the people, especially with the health care situation, and also. Uh, Pritzker's dis- I, sometimes I wonder what's going on there. Some things don't seem to be very, very well thought out by the whole Democratic Party right now, federally and state. Uh, Pritzker's push of windmills in the state of Illinois, uh, it's already been proven they're, they're not cost-effective. They're invasive with the, the whistling noise that's around all the time. It ruins the farmland. And now I'm seeing the commercial on TV about killing predator birds. Well, I live in an area where every time we go to Fairmount east of here, we see uh, red-tailed hawks and occasionally an eagle, and these windmills are killing them off. And then finally, I was in the big fight for when Homer was trying to, you know, wanted to do the coal mine and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had all these people. We had like 150 people at a town board meeting one time. 
uh, from Greenpeace and environmentalists and all that. I did not understand why they're not out fighting for killing <laughs> killing predator birds. So mm. anyway, that's my thought all on right. a bit of everything. There you go. I, Thank and you, once Herb. Again, once again, try to get on TV because I love you know, your commentary. <laughs> well, I've dabbled in it some over the years, but uh, I don't know. I think they want these younger guys, you know, 25, 30 year old guys. So. Well, but, well, yeah, but the, the experience counts. Oh, sure. I, sure. I, I hear there's a way I can pair your voice to the TV. I'm going to have to look into that. Yes, you can. Look into that, okay? Oh, okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Herb. Good to hear from you. Let's go back to the phones. Kay, good morning. Hello there. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. Well, I told the answer guy that I was talking about Aetna, but I also had um, personal information about Florida. I'll get on that, too. Okay. Um, the Aetna thing, I keep getting messages on my computer about Ascension, A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N. I don't know what that's got to do with anything with the insurance, but it's kind of weird. Um, hmm. Is that like I, a company I, or or what? Yeah, it's an insurance company oh, okay. like that. No. Yeah. But I I I don't you know answer any of those messages or reply because I don't know what where that leads me. But I didn't know if anybody else had gotten you know messages from them or not hmm. or where that fit in this whole scenario. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But <laughs> um, Florida, we're in North Naples. Uh, inland about four, three or four miles, but we're on a river, and we got a 10-foot ten, ten surge yesterday, covered up everything. Um, it's oh. all gone today. I can't believe wow. it. So you're down there now, or you have property down there? No, we have property down property there. Property down there? We're yeah. going to be heading down because uh, we were probably had at least five feet inside our home. Wow. But it's came and gone, and I'm so grateful that it's gone. I was afraid I'd sit in there for days, you know, before yeah. we could get down there. There's no power. Um, so, you know, what do you do about that? We don't mm -hmm. have any other place to stay, so what do you do about that? And uh, I don't know about the food and gas lines, how they're doing now oh, that boy. it's over with. But yeah. uh, they can't be back to normal. Right. So, so where was that again? You said Naples? North Naples. North Maples. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Been down there. It's very pretty down there. But, uh, boy, they got yeah. a lot of lot of mess to clean up. So, well, I hope it all works out for you, Kay. Yeah. On that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Kay. Wow. That's uh, – there you go. Someone with property down there. All right, 217-351-5357 is the text line. Got some more of those coming in. And we've got uh, Charles with us here on the phone. Hey, Charles. Hi, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm a News Gazette subscriber, and, and I read the article in last night's paper about the retirees and that now. Mm -hmm. And I had to laugh at the comment the Carl CFO made about being poor. Um, you know, a few years ago, they they pledged to donate $100 million to the Carl Illinois School of Medicine. What could you do with $100 million, Brian? Well, you're talking about Carl's affiliation with the university? Is that what you're referring yes. to? Yeah. Well, $100 you could, million. Dollars. Well, you could probably do a lot, but... Um, 
I think also you got to look at it as an investment in what is going to come out of this college of medicine and the people that are going to come out of it and the impacts on medicine they could have going down the road. I mean, it's a, you know, you're kind of investing in the future is what you're doing. But Well, the problem is, is that it's might be investing in the future, but that's more any Carl patient has to pay. You know, the, there's a finite amount of money. And the second thing is, Thank goodness I use Christy for most of my medicine, but Carl has this facility fee that's literally doubling my uh, charge for seeing a doctor or a specialist. You know, I take those two things, and again, that makes me laugh at what the Carl CFO said about being a poor not-for-profit. Mm, okay. That's amazing. Yeah, I did. That's I did. just amazing. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, hopefully, uh, so you, will you be okay with everything then? When, regardless of what happens with the insurance, or I, uh, I'm not a retiree, but okay. I do feel sorry for them in their situation. Mm-hmm. But you know, people not hearing the other side of the story, um, and I guess there was a caller earlier that talked about. What's the problem between Aetna and Carl? And we'll never know, probably. But, mm. um, yeah, it's just sobering. Mm. Have a good day, Brian. Hey, Bert. Good, and Charles. Go Illini. Hey, go Illini. Thank you, Charles. Good to hear Bye. from you. Bye-bye. 1024 DWS. Uh, the quote he's referring to was um, Mr. Hesh over at Carl. He said, insurance companies such as Aetna know the historical financial challenges not-for-profit health care providers like Carl are facing. Increasing labor expenses, escalating drug expenses, increased administrative burdens, higher supply costs, continuing to drive up the cost to care for sicker patients, he said. When there's a gap between the high-quality care delivered and the reimbursement for that care, patients suffer and providers shouldn't be left alone to bear the weight of treating these patients with no contract and be forced to accept terms dictated by insurers, was uh, his quote on that. So. And that that they didn't say directly what the dispute between Carl and Edna is, but it's probably having to do. I think he kind of hinted hinted at it there a little bit uh, indirectly as to what it might be. And he earlier had said due to the historical challenges in dealing with Edna. So there's something going on there, and hopefully they can get it resolved. And uh, as you heard Chapin say, uh, give it a little time. But I know that a lot of people are concerned. And he said, told me off air, this is the number one thing he's hearing from constituents right now is from retirees with the insurance, and understandably so. 1025, back in a moment here on Penny. It's a big road matchup for Illinois football this Saturday against Wisconsin. Hey, it's Scott Beatty, and we have you covered right here on DWS. Start at 8 a.m. with Alina Pella Saturday Sports Talk. At 9 a.m., the Ryan Dallas Real Estate Pregame Show. Kick off with Brian and Martin at 11 a.m. And afterward, it's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Illinois and Wisconsin this Saturday, right here on News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and WDWS.com. Get the answers for your lawn and garden problems from the Prairie Gardens plant experts. Live Saturday mornings at 8.15 here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. 
Now, a little more than a tropical breeze. A lot of damage down there in Florida. And keeping an eye on that, now they say Jacksonville bracing on the other side of the state, bracing for the impact of uh, the hurricane or what, uh, whatever category it is, or if it's a tropical storm now, whatever it is. A lot of rain. Thank you so much, Brian, for having Chapin Rose on this morning to discuss this matter. I wish Chapin would run for governor. He's the kind of common sense our state desperately needs from our government. God help us. That was one of the comments that came in here along the way. Uh, 1029 at DWS. And let's go to Richard. How are you doing, Richard? Very well, sir. Good to have you. Yes. Uh, my question is, with this Carl situation, how is this going to affect the injuries the uh, all the athletes and all the sports have? Because every time someone's injured, they take them to the emergency room at Carl. Yeah, I, th- I think most of this impacts retirees more than anybody else. Um, well, you know, with, with, with the Medicare, was it Part B, I think he said. So I don't know if it would really be an, an issue for athletes at this point. This thing doesn't affect a, a person that is not a retiree, just a state worker? Well, right now with the med- yeah, the Medicare contract that they have uh, are going to offer is through Aetna. And so the dispute is between Carl and Aetna. And Carl says we're not going to treat, you know, necessarily commit to co- treating folks if we don't have a contract with Aetna in the first place. Yeah, I understand so, that. Yeah. So I think it's different. I, I mean, I think just, you know, everyday folks, you and me and athletes or whatever, I mean, whatever insurance you have. Uh, now, I know that last year the Aetna HMO, that was a different deal that, you know, was dropped. So for everybody else, but. Very good. It's just a very poor decision on the state's behalf. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Richard. 217-356-9397 is our uh, number. And I've got some contact information for Chapin. He's passed along to me that uh, you can uh, reach out to him more directly if you'd like to. Uh, Good morning. I don't recall Senator Rose commenting when the previous governor, I guess that would be Rauner, raked state employees over the coals for four years with no contract. Uh, Have a good day, Steve says and somebody points out 40 years ago today the infamous tylenol murders in chicago seven people died from taking cyanide lace pills yeah that was 40 years ago all right another insurance topic i think rich how you doing thanks brian i'm doing well um i used to have a life and health license in another state and when i was in the business there are eight different providers that you know that we could represent a lot of options um i didn't dedicate a lot of energy to trying to selling it because it was so complex and very mercurial and you'd you know you'd promote one plan because it was less expensive than another or whatever and then six months later it'd be the most expensive plan and the whole thing is just a mess and but what i wanted to say uh generally speaking i lost a home in a wildfire in 2003. these folks down in florida are entering into a, a a twilight zone. The event itself is is horrific. The aftermath is what is the hardest thing because it just goes on and on and on and on. And I hope that our hopes and prayers will be with them and and beyond that our support. But the the thing about the back to the insurance. I mean, all these people are going to be heavily dependent on insurance too. And what the question I have to to the to the listeners is, what would life 
be like without insurance. And it's I like the bellyache as much as anybody on the planet. You know, if I if I'm not complaining, somebody better you know check my pulse. But Aetna, when we needed it, my wife was dying of cancer. They paid over a million dollars in medical bills without a whimper. They were there for 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 me and my and my wife who passed away eventually. But but Aetna was like star quality. And I'm not a person that spends a lot of time, you know, pumping up the virtues of health insurance companies. So this is the state of Illinois. Let no crisis go unexploited, as they say. This is brinkmanship, and my bet would be that, you know, that this will all find a way to some contractual agreement. But in the meantime, they're going to make everybody sweat. Your thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean that's um, people are already sweating uh, because <laughs> Chapin's told me he's gets what his number one topic uh, is what he's hearing from his constituents is on this. It's kind of the state decided to, or the governor in this case, or the, he's head of the contracts, uh, basically decided to go this route. And then on the second storyline is Carl and Etna and their relationship. And Carl obviously feels strongly that hey, if we're we're not going to go forward with Etna. Until we have a contract, because we have had some issues with that. Now, whatever those issues are uh, in the past, and we don't want to do that unless we have something in writing that explains here's how it's going to work. So it's kind of one a last it, comment. Yeah, one last comment, and then I'm gone. But uh, Chapin Rose is a rock star in my world. Uh, you know, in the on the political landscape in the state of Illinois, that guy is just like. Um, I can't say enough positive about him. Uh, I mean, nobody's perfect, okay? But he's got, you know, the courage, you know, to step up and address controversial issues and and deal with facts, you know, instead of, you know, some uh, narrative or, or some, you know, uh, delusion-driven, you know, psychosis. I really respect that guy. Thank you so much for having him on. Have a great day. Hey, thank you, Rich. Appreciate you listening and joining in on the conversation. 1034 at uh, DWS. One texter says, Pritzker is a billionaire. He's always been a billionaire. Has no idea how things are at anything less than a billionaire level. Uh, taken from the SERS website this morning, it states CMS estimates the value of retirees' uh, coverage over their lifetime is approximately $190,000. If you meet eligibility requirements and do not take a lifetime monthly benefit, you will give up the opportunity to participate in this insurance plan. And let's see. I think I've basically been caught up. All right, 1035. Let me get another break in here. Back with more in just a moment. Hey, Illini family. It's Illinois Volleyball Coach Chris Thomas. We'll see you Friday night at Huff for a match against Purdue. And catch every point right here on News Talk 1400 FM. Ten thirty-eight on this Thursday. We'll do a flashback Friday in the second hour tomorrow in the 10 o'clock hour and then hop on the plane up to Madison. We'll be with you there for the Illini and the Badgers. All our game day coverage, Illini game day coverage coming up from there at Camp Randall Stadium. Ryan Dallas Real Estate 
Number one real estate team in central Illinois, year after year after year after year after year, that's five, I think, is the People's Choice Award from the News Gazette, and they'll just help you with the entire process, selling your home, buying a home. They'll get it done quickly, efficiently. They'll give you the tools you need to succeed at getting the offer you want. If you're selling it, getting you uh, into a house, letting you know if it's uh, coming soon on the market. Sometimes uh, when we walk around in our neighborhood, you'll see a house up. Oh, I didn't know it was for sale, and it's already sold. You know, it's like, oh, well, that didn't do me any good. So, uh, you know, the coming soon helps you be aware of what's coming on the market. They can do all of that. Ryan Dallas Real Estate, 833-595-SOLD, 833-595-SOLD. Or go to ryandallasre.com if you'd like to learn more. All right, Chapin sent me some uh, contact information. You can go to his website, SEN, S-E-N, short for senator, senchapinrose.com. And if you just Google Chapin Rose State Senate Office, you'll get the same thing. And then uh, on there, hit the Contact Senator Rose button. And then there's the State Capitol Office. He's got an office there locally in Champaign. He's got an office at Staley Road, 217-607-1853 is the number there. And, again, this is on the website. If you go to Sen Chapin Rose, S-E-N, Chapin C-H-A-P-I-N, Rose, R-O-S-E, dot com. Uh, office on Staley Road is office there in Champaign, 217-607-1853. And if you want to, you can call, you can do that, or you can just type in your information, your name, your address. Uh, yes, I'd like a response. No, I just want my thoughts. I want you to hear my thoughts. And you can ask for uh, updates on the insurance situation. It says, and ask them to sign up for the retiree insurance email updates. So you can do that uh, on the website. So if you want to get a hold of Chapin, that would be the best way to do it, through his office, through his website. And he says, again, he's uh, been doing a lot of this here lately when it comes to the insurance updates. All right. A listener says, I would like a listener who supports Pritzker and who's also affected by the loss of retiree health care to offer up what they're doing or going to do to get coverage. And again, uh, one of the things that the News Gazette article reminded us, and OSF has mentioned, that they, Christie and OSF, are in network for Aetna. So, but I also understand that if you've got a doctor at Carl and that's where you want to go or you're undergoing treatment right now, the last thing you want to do is be switching doctors or moving around, and uh, that's a very personal thing. But uh, certainly they are in network uh, right now, and just trying to uh, get something worked out. Apparently, the contract uh, is what Carl wants from Aetna uh, going forward on the uh, Medicare. So there you go. Talk with Chapin about that. If you miss any of that, you can uh, go to our podcast, WDWS.com, shortly after the show is over, and can uh, listen again if you miss some of that. All right, uh, let's go to Joe. Well, What's up? I think that I think this safety act, and everyone says is going to be better, but see, they say it's going to deter crime, and I don't see how it's going to deter crime when people got to get out of jail free card like a monopoly game. They ought to call it the the callous act instead of the safety act. Hmm. Well, some people call it the, have referred to it that don't like it as the um, non safety act or. You know, it it doesn't live up to its name, is what some people say. Well, so. I know for a fact that some of these people that that are for it, if something happens to them, 
they're gonna they're gonna be pulling their hair out of their head and saying, "Oh well, what did I do?" Yeah, no, it's kind of scary. All right, thank you, All sir. Right, thanks. Yep, good to hear from you, Joe. Uh, get a texter says, I saw those million dollar fire engines underwater in Naples, Florida. There has to be some high ground in the neighborhood to have put them. They knew it was coming. And what were they thinking? Yeah. I don't know where the, uh, fire stations are in Naples, but I don't know. You get a big enough surge. I don't think it matters where you are really. And a lot of folks like to live down there for sure. And uh, there's a reason because <laughs> it's very nice. And hi, Brian. Senator Bennett's been on in the morning talking about the Safety Act, just not Penny. He said he really isn't for the Safety Act. He did vote for it, but after some changes, or it would have been worse, you would have to talk to a representative that really did support the bill and would have taken qualified immunity away from police, something that would be a lawsuit magnet for lawyers suing police. Yeah, I know Scott has expressed concern, did at the time, uh, with some of the things that were in the bill. And I know he's made some uh, trailer bills, I think is what he referred to them as uh, the other morning, and some changes and clarifications on language and so forth. But uh, will he be able to get those through a veto session? Will the Democratic uh, House members in particular, uh, will there be enough votes to uh, get some qualifications in? But uh, he says he is trying to make some changes. We'll talk to him about that next uh, Thursday. He'll be on at 9. Julia Reitz will be on with us at 10. A week from today, so that's October 6th, uh, Scott in the first hour and Julia in the second, and we can go at it then. So that'll be, um, I think it'll be a really, really good discussion. 1044, another break. Got to get to it. Back in a moment. Now at NewsGazette.com, Inside Illini Basketball, a weekly podcast with beat writer Scott Ritchie, who has turned in his all-Big Ten preseason team, and that includes Terrence Shannon Jr., Years ago, I used this song on uh, the Open. I was doing minor league baseball in Oklahoma City. KXXY AM Radio, 1340. And I just had fun with that song one year, and I, I put together the intro with some highlights in it. And it was pretty cool. That worked out well. I, I loved hearing that intro every night. <laughs> it's a great song. All right, uh, 217-356-9397. That was in another time and another place. Uh, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us talk at wdws.com. News this morning from Northwestern. Releasing early design concepts for a planned new $800 million stadium. The new Ryan Field's capacity would be 35,000, more than 12,000 fewer than the current Ryan Field. Improved sight lines, every seat having chairbacks, high-tech scoreboards, upgraded concessions. The stadium's nearly 100 years old, much like a lot of uh, stadiums. Now, it was renovated a few years ago. 
but uh, they would go down from a current capacity of 47,130 up in Evanston all the way down to 35,000. The original capacity was already the smallest in the conference, Minnesota's Huntington Bank Stadium coming in second to last at 50805 So, yeah, they could use the new stadium, and they did a great job up there with the Welsh Ryan Arena. They renovated it, and it's really nice. It's smaller, very much like an NBA arena, but a smaller version of one, about half the size of your typical NBA arena. And it's perfect, perfect size. And um, Northwestern does not draw well uh, over the years, and uh, I think reduction in, in size is probably with, with a new, nice new stadium with a lot of good seating and a more elegant design uh, might be a good idea. So uh, good luck to the Wildcats up there. I'll have to talk to Dave Ennett about that, see his thoughts on it. Play-by-play voice for the Wildcats. Since you have to wait until January 1st for your insurance to kick in, how does that work if they decide at the last minute? We can go to Carl and we have to wait another three minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Hopefully they'll get something worked out. We'll see. Uh, Hi, Brian and Chapin. Chapin was on with us in the first hour. Keep on the outstanding work, Chapin. And today is National Coffee Day. Why does coffee have so many problems in households? Because it gets mugged every morning. (laughs) Somebody says. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, Good morning, Brian. Please thank Grant Thompson, our general manager, for airing the White Sox. It was great to listen to Major League Baseball back on DWS. I enjoy all the White Sox broadcasters. Harry Carey was my favorite. So was Joe McConnell, Ken Harrelson, Early Wind, Don Drysdale, Lynn Casper, Jason Benetti, Ed Farmer, Steve Stone, and John Rooney. Of course, uh, Rooney, John Rooney was with him for many years. Yeah, John went from winning a World Series with the White Sox to winning one with the Cardinals right away, year after year. All right, 217-356-9397. Text line available to you as well. Gallo Miller, paint and collision repair. They're available if you do have an accident, if you have uh, some damage of some sort. A lot of great reviews for them. John in Ludlow says you deserve a rating higher than great. Had some work done on a Chevrolet Silverado there. Whether it's big dance, little dings, they'll take care of it. Tony in St. Joe said Gallo Miller took care of the repairs in a professional and caring manner. An Oldsmobile silhouette. Wow, is what he had worked on. And uh, Toyota Sienna from Larry says, everything about the experience was excellent. I recommend folks go to Gallo Miller. Jim and Ogden had a Toyota Corolla. Good job on repairs. I was confused on the bill, and they were helpful and prompt in explaining the details. There you go. It goes on and on. Gallo Miller, paint and collision repair, south side of I-74, between the Neal and Prospect exits. Illinois and Wisconsin this weekend up in Madison. Here's our man Brent Musburger with preview maybe of that. We'll see. His guy's in the desert, as he says. One thing in the uh, News Gazette that comes up, this uh, high school confidential that is really <laughs> really a great feature in the News Gazette. If you want to read about all the different schools, we hear so much about young people today and they need to do less of this and more of that. And you see all the great things they do. 
everywhere from Champaign Central to Danville to Uni High's in there to ALAH and Fisher. I think they had a homecoming in Fisher, even though they don't have football. Oakwood, Judah Christian, Arcola, Cerro Gordo, Hoopston area, Urbana, Unity. From FAA, uh, FF, let's see, FFA, the chapter there in Unity, to cheerleaders in Oakwood. A lot of great stuff happening. So uh, check all that out in the uh, News Gazette here today. Tomorrow morning we'll have an open line at 9 o'clock. We'll visit with you. And at 10 o'clock we'll do the Flashback Friday, so make sure you join us for that. Bob Osmussen writes today in the News Gazette about coming out of the fog. Illinois football, and he went back and kind of looked back at the last decade. Illinois has not been ranked. Now, been back in the AP Top 25 since mid-October 2011, before Ron Zook's team lost 21-14 at Purdue as part of a six-game losing streak that eventually got uh, Coach Zook fired. And that started a decade of uh, a lot of ups and downs, more downs than ups. And he kind of chronicles all of that and says, hey, when at Wisconsin would get voters' attention. We'll see if they can do it. We talked to the coach last night. We had Chase Brown on along with Quan Martin, so great time with those young men. Always impressed by the young men and women, our student-athletes at the U of I, how impressive they are as people. Really is something. Roofs by Roger, if you need some work done, if you had some hail damage, make sure you reach out to Roofs by Roger, and uh, they can get you fixed up and ready to go. And also this uh, roof washing and Peak 301 treatment, getting ready for the winter, destroy moss and algae before they destroy your roof, improve the look of your property and curb appeal, increasing the life of your shingles. Maybe it can extend the life of your roof a little bit because, uh, as you know, it's uh, it's a big deal when you're going to put on a new roof. That's not, uh, it's not like going to the grocery store and picking up milk. I mean, this is a big deal. Uh, and the Peak 301 treatment extends the life of your roof. Six years guaranteed. Roof's already in good shape. Could see a 10-year increase in the life of their shingles. All with the Peak 301 treatment. Pliability of the shingles even more important during colder temperatures. So there's a lot going on there. Your uh, shingles, your roof, very important. Take care of it. Roofs by Roger, 217-834-3800 or roofsbyroger.com. Roger with a D if you'd like to uh, check out the information on that. All right, great show today. Thank you for all the input. A lot of passion, a lot of discussion on a couple of big topics safety act and uh, retirees insurance coverage and again uh, if you want to reach out to chapin uh, personally on his uh, website make sure you do that and uh, he said you can sign up on the website for email updates on the health insurance so make sure uh, you get those as well all right that's it for me the clock is about to run out cbs news here coming up at the top of the hour clay and buck after that sports talk uh, coming up later Of course, we've got uh, football over the weekend, all of our football coverage from Madison. So thanks so much for being with us, and have a great rest of your day here in the end of September. WDWS Champaign-Urbana, the news from CBS coming up next. (laughs) 